Welcome to the Chemistry Factor Podcast, dedicated to help you consciously inspire your actions in business, no matter what circumstances you're facing, transforming your stress into empowering success. I'm Coach Barney, founder of The Chemistry Factor. For over 25 years, I've worked with hundreds of successful business leaders who have all experienced how poor working relationships and unexpected business setbacks cause the anxiety and stress that weakens your productivity, innovation, and leadership skills. You do not choose to be stressed. It is a reaction, not a decision, that drains your energy, making work hard and less fulfilling. Together, we will discover how to empower your attitude to achieve the greater success and satisfaction you've always wanted in your business, career, and life. Today's guest is Jeff Casto, who is that rare breed of both accomplished artist, business systems analyst, and software architect. His deep experience in advertising over the years includes working with innovative firms such as Kirschenbaum Bonded Partners, J. Walter Thompson, which is now Wonderman Thompson, SSNK, Google Labs, and Anomaly to name a few. Jeff is an expert at content creation information management, which intersects with his artwork and drawings, allowing them to inspire his creativity for both. One of the most important values Jeff adheres to is kindness, which brings out the best in himself and those that he works with. I am excited to have you as a guest today, Jeff. Welcome to the Chemistry Factor podcast. Nice. Yes. Thank you, Barney. This is uh, that's a nice little intro. Pretty much we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, no one can see this right now, but I'm looking at your background picture and you got your whale and you're deep in the ocean. And I know you're a deep thinker, so it makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We, we like to keep it mellow and deep. Yeah, there you go. I like that. No, indeed. I have a question for you. To start things off, what is content creation information management? Yeah, that's an awesome question. It's fancy pinkies out words for uh, helping people figure out how to get something done. So content creation is doing something. And Information management is really figuring out all the ways you can most efficiently and in the most fulfilling way do the, that thing. So it just is uh, structuring the information. Anything's information management, right? So it's really structuring it in the way that your brain works best to get to do the thing in the most awesome way. Interesting. So when you say yours, you're, you're, you're talking about a company in general. Or people. Or, or people. Humans. Or, yeah, a company's Individuals. people. Individuals. all about people. Yeah. How does it better organize and improve an agency's workflow and company culture? Once things are clear, communications are clear, finding assets are clear, briefs are clear, all the information is easy to access, that cleans up the workflow for everybody, uh, which makes it so they can 
focus on the stuff that they really want to do. They were hired to do that makes them the most fulfilled. They don't have to go around chasing information all the time, which I think happens a lot. Uh, And with that clarity, it it makes people happier. So the workplace is a happier place. People output stuff that's way more rad than they would have if they were just chasing confusing information all day. That's how it helps. I I love what you're saying. What you're saying basically is it improves the culture because everybody's in, in sync so that they're allowed to work and really focus in on what's most important for an agency to be successful. Yeah, what you just said, in sync, is exactly right. Everybody's got their thing that they do, that they do really well, and it fits into the puzzle. They sync together to make this organism that makes awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, and if the information's not clear, then they're out of sync. So I think what you just said about being in sync is exactly perfect. And you make them happy. I, you said that. I, I, I really, you know, as a the, the chemistry factor uh, coach, I'm like, that's what it's about. When you're happy at work and you're not feeling like you're being overwhelmed with just data and information, you're going to be much more successful. Yeah. And I think that these days, I think it's all, I could be way off, but it's my experience at least where you go into a job expecting to be confused and expecting <laughs> expecting to, to not be sure exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, when you first walk into a new company, it's like my pots and pans theory. You know, you come to my kitchen with your specialty. If it takes you an hour in your kitchen, it's going to take you two in mine because you don't know where my pots are, my pans, the butter, the bread, how to turn on my stove. You know, it takes people time. But, Bingo. but you don't want it to take so much time that, you know, years later, you're still having the, the, the out of sync moments. <laughs> exactly. Because it kind of hurts when you go to the other person's place and you can't find their pots and pans, obviously, and they can't find their pots and pans either. <laughs> yes. And they don't even know if they have them. Whoa, <laughs> we got a pot. I didn't know that. Oh, we could cook. Uh, yeah. Advertising has become more and more driven by data analytics and artificial intelligence. Your work imposes procedural change for efficiency, as you said, to achieve better data, AI, and procedural processes. How do you enroll people and departments affected by change to adapt to them efficiently? Yeah. See, that's the that's the main trick of the gig is getting people to, to do the this stuff that makes it so they can do the stuff they really love to do. I and so I think um the main thing you could do to make it work is to show them and explain it so they can understand it. They understand why it works better, how it works better, uh, because the way people process information is is really personal. I mean, you know, it goes into their own brain, and they throughout through the years of being trained by their parents and society, they have a special way of figuring out how to do junk. And it's and if you go in, I've done this a million times. You go into a place and you suggest, well, maybe do it this way and that way. 
immediately there might be some pushback just because they're hearing something that might not even be what you're saying. And they just either love it or hate it or in between. But if you can show somehow, it depends on the person and it depends on the situation, how to, how to approach that person to show them or to Focus help them understand. And you know this. How to approach that person sounds so key. Because as you said before, everybody has a different listening skill. So to understand how to approach somebody might be different in one department than another, might be different in the same department. Totally. That's a skill. Yeah, yeah. And see, that that sneaks up on kindness. And the- Oh, you were going to my next question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so understand having them understand the reason why you're doing these things, not even just the reason why, but how you're doing these more efficient um, processes usually gets people to click and to just do it because they don't see a better way because you've explained to them the clearest, the cleanest way of doing it. That's going to save them tons of time and help them do exactly what they love. But the understanding, you have to understand, have to, you don't have to do anything. Thank you. But what helps (laughs) is if I understand the person's background a little bit, just by talking to them, I can sort of figure out how how best to shape the the words coming out of my mouth to help them see the thing that I'm trying to explain and understand the situation. So kindness is understanding. It's a lot of things, but part of it is understanding and empathy. Once you have that, you help each other out, I think. Sounds like a lot of powerful listening. Ah, exactly. Listen focus. And if you're listening with kindness, they're more apt to want to talk to you rather than if you're listening from command, or this is what we're going to do. And let me try to explain it to you. From kindness, you're, you're, you use the word empathy. You're open up to say, okay, we, we can spend a little more time here so we both can be on track with the same conversations. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head right there. If someone comes in and says, let's get this over with, you're going to have to start behaving like this and and let's go do it. Uh, you got a couple of problems. Tell me what they are. Okay, good. That's nice. Check the box. I got to talk to somebody else right now. That's painful. Yes. And it takes longer. If you Absolutely. actually just listen to the poor slob who's trying to get the thing done. <laughs> They want to okay. yeah, they want to play ball, you know. They of course they do. Of course they want the, you're there to make life easier when it really boils down to it. Totally. Yeah, and and they get that from kindness. I mean, they really understand cuz you're listening to what their pain points are. It's so funny. Back in the day when I used to go around and interview people about what they did to help with the process mapping and the cleaning up process and efficiencies and stuff. Originally, when you would sit there, some people would just think, oh, man, I'm going to get fired. Now they're going to just want to get the, get a computer to do this and they, they just want to know what I do. So it was already adversarial and wow. painful. Yeah. And you know me, I'm coming in like, I think after a few minutes of talking to me, they figured, oh, this guy is definitely not trying to get me fired. <laughs> no. So the empathy really helps when you're listening. You're, you, they're small cues and you know, like you can tell the tiniest little cues if someone's actually listening and empathetic or listening and just wanting to get it done. Sounds like a good question to ask when you're starting things off is, 
what are you worried about here? <laughs> or what's concerning you? You know, to get a better sense. Now, with kindness, the honesty may come out much easier because you really want to know where their head is at. It'll, it, it helps. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think the, the question I think doesn't get asked so much is what's concerning you? That's a gorgeous question to pepper into all the, the workflow efficiency stuff. Yeah. I think it gets kind of washed out and, and ignored, but it's great. Awesome. So I love that you are an artist. <laughs> I mean, with all the techie stuff that you're doing, you're definitely, you know, creative. You're a creative thinker, but you're also an artist, which kind of interplays so well. Tell us about your work and success in the art world. What I've been doing recently, past few years, are portraits. I also wrote a little book, storybook, mostly a picture book, some words. And off the bat, it's another form of information management. So there's information management that's wow. let's manage workflow and, and how that information gets passed around from person to person. And drawing, which I do, is uh, information coming into my brain or my senses. And I output that on a piece of paper to also share with others. So that's also another information management scenario, information coming in, going on the paper, going out to others. I was lucky enough or to go to this school uh, as a graduate school called New York Academy of Art down in Manhattan. And it's an amazing school. And they taught how to draw. I always, I went to, a, previously I went to a school for illustration. I love to draw, but then I, I thought, well, I want to take it to the next level. So anyways, go to New York Academy. They give you all these skills to do some pretty awesome stuff. And uh, I left there. I started doing some more uh, back into the advertising stuff. Uh, had children. Uh, and then I got back into drawing pretty heavy. And so I've been lucky enough to have uh, the work shown in shows and some uh, pretty fancy pinkies out people who, who like it and have it in their collections. And then uh, this book I mentioned, I wrote, it's even a few years ago, but I kind of, I'm, I'm just trying to get that thing uh, out to the world little by little. I'm not forcing it. But anyways, that stuff is what I've been up to. And uh, and it's fascinating because the and the, I'm going to slide into the kindness thing here again a little bit with the um, drawing is recently I've been doing portraits of people who I really admire. And uh, and also there are some some portraits I've been working on of some Down syndrome people because uh -huh. I used to work in group homes where there are some Down syndrome folks and uh we you have clean. a big heart you do well they they do for the most part all the ones i've oh, known yes and we Absolutely. just click yeah it's like yeah. i'm just fit right into the crew i love it and so anyways i've been doing a lot of portraits of of them because it's uh 
it's how I'm connected to love and life and all that junk. Okay, that's a long explanation, so I'll shut up now. That's a great explanation. Uh, I, there's nothing too long about that. So the, product, the the work that you do, if I'm not mistaken, there's something to do with miniaturization. Can you expand on that? Yeah, they're really small portraits is really what it is. And I and I remember describing them to you back in the day. I said they're um, little humans because the way that I, the way that a lot of people draw portraits, they, they create a little human, basically, I think, uh, when they hit the nail on the head with the portrait and, and everything's working out. So when you, when I see a nice portrait, somebody did, I'm like, oh, look at that. that's a really nice representation of that person. And it's, and it's its own kind of, uh, creature and I love it. And so mine are really small. Um, like the paper is about four inches by five inches. And then the drawing on it, is smaller. It's not teeny. It's not teensy tiny. Some people do some really amazing teensy tiny stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, the part of the reason I I do the small portraits is just because I don't have a ton of space either. Like I, back in the day, I would do big drawings on the walls and I had studio stuff. And now I just don't really have that much space. And I prefer these little. It's more about your wrist, less about your shoulder movement. So there's a lot of accuracy involved in that too. Totally. It's so fun. It is so fun because you get in there and you just know when you're, when it's going right and when it's going wrong. And it's, it's great either way. Cause when you see where you're going wrong, you're like, Hey, look at that. I can see where, I can see where I'm goofing up and it's going right. You're like, Hey, look at that. It's, I see where it's getting, where it's going right. It takes you, you, you take your time though. It, it's not a rush. It's not, you know, there's some painters, boom, 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 boom. Here's your portrait. Boom. I mean, I've been to parties. Like, hey, you want your portrait taken there? But what you're talking about is something that's much more th- thought out because it's smaller. Dude, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, there's. I'll do a ton. I'll go into. Uh, I'll go into town and I'll do quick, quick drawings of the buildings, and those are basically portraits of the buildings or whatnot. And, and it's just super loose and super fun. And then when you're spending more time on a drawing, if I go into these portraits that it just so happens I take some, I take my time. It's partly to do further investigation. Back in the day when I was doing studies for New York Academy, we'd go to the uh, the Met and you'd look at a, you'd study a, a sculpture. I could spend, you spend 40 hours say on that drawing, right? After the 40th hour, holy, you're still finding out new stuff. So you're like, whoa, bro. Uh, there's always something new to see when you're looking at something. So it makes you think, Hey, maybe I haven't thought through this whole other stuff that much. You know, it makes you think about life, makes you think about, Oh man, if I actually focused on something for a long time, I'd be seeing so much more stuff. It's there. It's yeah. You are a very deep thinker and you discover things that most people don't take the time to find, which is pretty awesome. What does your artistic mind and con- uh, content creation mind have in common? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, general to specific. Everything's general to specific. So right. I'll start off, instead of drawing a portrait, starting with the eyebrow, I'll, I'll get the whole basic shapes and then work, work to the specific uh, items in the portrait. And it's the same with the information management for creating content is you don't necessarily like if if there's a brief coming in you don't start by saying what's the spec on that little 
gif you want it you start off with all right well you know who's the audience and what is this thing what's the point you know <laughs> i get it that's crystal crystal clear where do they differ yeah for me it only differs in the depth i'll go deep with structuring uh, content creation stuff i'll go deep with the clarity of information but that that only goes so deep that goes to hey this is the basic info easiest way to see it easiest way to find it good done get lunch <laughs> with the drawings and the i could see lighting. sense of humors in there too i like that <laughs> yeah well you know what's, what's life if, if I, I can't i'm I can't with be, you brother yeah I'm, I'm totally with you so the chemistry factor is your ability to consciously recognize understand and empower your values quickly and easily to shift your perspectives, to inspire your actions, no matter what the circumstances you face, improving your emotional intelligence, which is the key to both personal and professional success. We're all about values in, in, the, in the chemistry factor. So in, with that in mind, what career story can you share with us that created stressful disappointment and how did you overcome it? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one because that one happens, it happens frequently. You're in the, the business world? Yeah, it happens too much. Yeah, and I think one of the, I'll, one sample is when, say you've gone through that whole getting people to understand how to clean up their their communications or their workflow a little bit and they get it and they understand it and they're on board and they're doing it. And then you'll see them slip when there are, there's a uh, hecticness that comes by uh, that gets too hectic for them. And maybe something in their life also got goofy. So all this stuff piled up on them and then they started slipping and they started forwarding emails around that make no sense. I'll think, oh, look at that. They're forwarding emails again. That's a shame. And so <laughs> like, that's a shame. And it can be frustrating. So it, it, frustrating. Yeah. But and then to your second part of that question, though, is how how to fix that or how do I solve that? Is it just goes back to the kindness and the empathy thing. It's like ah, so, two values. Kindness and empathy are two of your go-to uh, are two of your go-to values. And what you're doing is you're, you're trying to make it better for people so that they get back on track and get away from the frustration that's being caused by slipping, as you, you might say. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What story can you share about a peak accomplishment in your career that inspires you? You can be specific here too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there are a couple. So in the drawing world, Go ahead. Oh, drawing's great. Use it. Yeah. In the drawing world, the funny thing is, is when I'll show a drawing and certain people who I really respect appreciate it. And that is, that's the, that's the best. Like if somebody buys it and wants it on their wall forevermore, that's almost as the best. But I think the, the, the bester part is, is if there's somebody who I really respect and they're like, that's rad, 
And then in the other world, it's, uh, I think, honestly, at uh, hmm, probably when I was at the creative lab at Google, it was, they let you kind of have reign of your project. And we created some, I worked with some awesome folks and we created some awesome stuff there, workflow type of tool. And that was another inspiring thing. So it's it's really dealing with other people and getting happy reactions and hopefully they'll be happy from those things that you created. So what I'm hearing here, just a couple of the values that occur to me, one would be appreciation or mm-hmm. acknowledgement, whatever you might call it. When, oh man, you really are being appreciated by someone that you respect. Yeah. Another might be when you're at Google, you know, they gave you your independence. They let you be fully creative, self-expressed. Yeah. Let me go for it. So imagine the upset that you had that you use, you know, empathy to overcome the the disconnect that things aren't working the way you planned Mm. and replaced it with appreciation. Like, man, you guys are doing a great job. And I see how frustrated, you know, using that value to have a different result because every value creates a certain perspective that for some people, they may hate acknowledgement. Don't acknowledge me. I don't want it. But Mm. then maybe they love their independence. And Lord knows creatives love their independence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, They also love being fully self-expressed you know, being able to speak out with their work. So by empowering that in a situation that's not working, there there are other options that can blow your mind. And the reason I bring this all out is that we're all different. But when you know what really connects to somebody, you can use empathy for one and full self-expression for another authentically. And the whole conversation can be much more powerful and effective. Yeah, well, you know, we've been speaking for a couple of years and I've already implemented that type of thought process in what I do. And it's great because there will be times, certain times that it works better in this one regard. And then the appreciation aspect works better in another. But the fun thing is it's not, you're not trying to get something to work you're just, you're just, again, you're using the empathy to figure out, all right, how can we, how can we work together? How can, how can I bring this person up? And I so there it, are all these different options and you just mentioned them and how you can keep your open mind about them. I, I love it. And I've been so lucky to talk to you um, over the years because that has really opened my mind up to implement and to you and to find all the options. You're hundred percent. You're hundred percent. What I call it is authentic connection. When you're authentically speaking to someone with a value you both have in common, Mm. everything is possible. Totally. Yeah. And when you're talking to someone who doesn't connect to the value you're speaking from, work gets hard, you get tired, you get more stressed. (laughs) You, Yeah. You know, you're so right. And it helped me back a few years ago when I was stuck in 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 a tough spot. And when we talked about this, holy wow, it flipped the thing upside down and it was smooth sailing, uh, awesome sailing. Uh, It was gorgeous after that. I guess that fits your background. 
Yeah, I guess. With the whale, with the whale. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smooth sailing. Yeah, um, man. Name one thing in your work or life that you want to achieve that is a challenge to attain right now. <laughs> I think would be awesome is with the book, figure out the spreading of it. That that's something that'd be an awesome challenge because I'm so unfamiliar. Partly I'm unfamiliar with saying, hey, here's something I did. Everybody should see it. You know, I, I'm not like that. I'm like, I, I have hard, I've had this thing for a couple of years. I haven't been pushing it at all. But I think that would be the challenge of figuring out how to say, hey, here's this cool thing without saying, hey, I'm so cool. I don't know. You know, I guess so that's the main thing. What value would you choose to create a perspective that would make it easy? Part of it would be sharing just some beautiful thing, make somebody happy, something to make somebody happy, whatever value that is. Happiness. happiness. Yeah, it, it can be. I think happiness is a, a bit of a result of a connected value. Yeah. Uh, so what, what you, you've got so many. I know. I, I think the value of open, is open-mindedness and, enjoy uh value yeah they both are you know yeah. you, you you appreciate others yeah okay you yeah. appreciate others when they appreciate you how do you react huh. i thank them <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because they understand they're using their empathy to understand what so, i'm doing so from that space maybe a question gee you know how can you help me expand this yeah. That's yeah, simple. See, that's a good, that, that's going to get me, uh, that just got me started rolling the ball somewhere. Because right now the ball's not moving at all. It's not easy for you sometimes to ask others. Yeah, no, ask. it's impossible. I no, can't. Well, it's, nothing's impossible, brother. True, true, true. <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, super not what I do. So, yeah. But notice that and how it affects your life. Because you give so much. People would love to give in return. They just would be asking for the opportunity to do so. And there's a fear with artists. I've dealt with artists. I've coached artists. They're afraid to ask. For some reason, it's like, this is my personal stuff. You know, what if they say no? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I think it's partly what if they say no. And then it's also partly, I don't. Because I at this point I I don't mind the no because I love the thing that I did, but the the thing that I don't want to ask is because I don't want to put a burden on people that they wow. have to try to handle. It's like just, I can handle it. I'm gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna, when we end this I'm gonna just say to you you know when you when we stop you know over the course of the next week think about what you just said mm. putting a burden on others because mm. you don't. You really, really don't. There's no burden there. In fact, people love to share with people they respect. They love to support that. So there's no burden. It's just the conversation you have in your own mind. My opinion. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. So yeah, there's your opportunity to expand your book. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Challenge taken. All right. I believe we all have a creative and a process side both in 
and out of the office. What words of wisdom would you like to share with our listeners on how they can successfully enhance their creativity to inspire their work and their work to inspire their creativity? Yeah, uh, it, it, I guess, you know, it kind of depends on who, what your personality is in general, but well, I think- Give us your, 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 your thinking from, from your perspective. Yeah, I got, you're going to slap me because it's corny, but it really boils down. I to, love corny. <laughs> <laughs> it boils down to, to helping people and beauty, and beauty, which is a kind of love. They're both kind of love, right? Helping folks and a yeah. beautiful stuff. Now, now you're into the Beatles. That's all you need, brother. <laughs> oh, bro, totally. That's, That's all it. you need. Yeah, when you empower love, you know, think me empowering love can be so many different ways, like just being with my my children. Ah, oh, and when I'm thinking of that at work, man, I love everybody and everything. It's 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 a shift. You can use that in anything, including, you know, uh, expanding your book. True. Yeah. No, I think love is, uh, I know it sounds goofy, but it really is what is important. Yeah. It's all you need, as somebody said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it totally is. It's it's a it's a four-letter, easily ignored word, but we forget it, to empower it. Yeah. We, we allow circumstances to dictate dictate who we are. But when we can choose to empower it, no matter what the circumstances. Everything is in our corner. You know, like what you just said, when you're thinking about your kids and like when I think instantly, if, if I'm thinking about my kids or, or something that I love as much as them. We'll include your well, wife too. <laughs> of course. Sorry. Wife, no, no, I didn't say that either. But drawing. Yeah. Uh, if I think of that instantly when I'm stuck in the middle of some horror show of emails flying around, boom, the day is different. It's Absolutely. like, what they do? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Now, you know, before we move on, there's something about ex-cons. What, what, what's this thing about ex-cons? <laughs> uh, it's a new endeavor a uh, buddy of mine and I have where we're going to launch in October, I believe, our new website. And uh, it's called ex, ex, executionconsultants.com. And ex, short for execution consultants is ex-cons. And it's partly a play on we're ex-agency. Yeah. We're ex-ops people, still kind of ops people, but ex-agency ops. And we're uh, experienced and we're experts. And so a whole bunch of ex stuff. And the, the cons is just the uh, consultant part. So we're playing off that just for fun. It's kind of a fun I love it. I love trick. the fun. I think it's great. Uh, and so, yeah. And so we're going to be, we'll, we'll be able to go in and uh, help people execute and through empathy, through clearing up their workflows. Congratulations. All Congratulations. that stuff. Will you have information to give me that we could tell people how to find ex-cons or do you want to tell me now as we're talking? Yeah, uh, I'll send it to you also, but there's one that's, um, ex it's going to be the website is going to be executionconsultants.com cool. and I'll send you that link. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, people can email me at jeff at executionconsultants.com. Uh, if they want to see my drawing stuff, it's just jcasto.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's basically it. 
Well, I'll say this. One thing we didn't touch upon, but as clear as a bell, is you have that entrepreneurial spirit. And that spirit, you know, could be very contagious. It's creative. It's when you're in the right frame of mind, it's fun and it's inventive. And wow, it's been a lot of fun talking with you today. Yeah, back at you, man. It, it, talking to you always opens up a whole bunch of doors in my mind. And then after a week later, I'm thinking, holy wow, this is just every time I get to talk to Barney, it's just fun as heck. Well, now you can hear yourself when we get the podcast put out there. Oh, that's so, scary. Oh, that's no, no. Scary it's, business, oh, bro. Well, let me <laughs> tell you, bro, it's like you sound great. So I'm just All acknowledging right. you. Yeah, thanks, dude. You do too. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and recommend The Chemistry Factor to your friends. If you would like to connect with me on social media, reach out to Barney Feinberg on LinkedIn. To connect with me directly, email barney at thechemistryfactor.com. Until next time, empower your business success every day.